Welcome to the Tea and Trails podcast. Settle in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. My week has started with a bit of turbulence, but don't worry. Only smooth talking over here. Let's help you find that groove on these terrible rainy days. Well done you if you're out for a run, you're driving, you're sitting on the sofa. Kudos to all of you. Let's do this. Thank you to our partners who provide discount codes for our ACE patrons. We have Precision Fuel and Hydration, Om, Tiki Boo, Mountain Fuel, Outdoor Active, Vela Forte, Silver, Active Root, The Centurion Running Store, Protein Rebel, Sportshoes.com, Big Bubble Hats, Xmiles, Fawnside Farm Cottages, Yugoku Projects, and Red Bear Sports. If you'd like to save some money and support the podcast and our partners, then please consider joining Patreon. We couldn't do this without you guys. Simple as that. Maybe even treat yourself over at Summit Crazy if you'd like some awesome Tea and Trails merch. You can look as good as Gary does in that red Tea and Trails t-shirts. Gary, you can smile all you want, but I'm afraid there's still a bit of sadness that uh, snood was sent. (laughs) For our grateful, if you've been a patron for six months, you get a Tea and Trails snood, which is a lovely burnt orange colour, and it has the contour marks um, of a place during the spine race where I sat and met a Robin and had quite a moment in my race. You need to go back and listen to episode four if you want the whole story of that. It was a very personal, personally designed buff, isn't it? Oh, snood for God's sake, Eddie. Snood for our listeners. And normally Gary puts a handwritten note into the little... Oh my God, no, stop it. And let's say, <laughs> we mentioned it on the last podcast and people are still mentioning it over on Facebook and people are still bitter, Gary. We won't oh, mention so it again. Sorry. But yeah, just, I think just a public apology. That's all we need. You and the I am really sorry. Laughing, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nervous laughter. Um, yeah, I am super sorry, but I can't go back because no. yeah, next you time around I can't go and write. Let's just hope they forgive. They're not going to forget, Gary. I think we've got a really forgiving audience. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Episode 48. This week we have a chat with Nathan Marshall, Norbury with the coaches. We maybe cocoa power schedule. No, we're just scheduling. It's just in schedule work in progress. <laughs> but they are back back next week. We have a Tales from the Trails. Our active route competition winners are announced. And we have our weekly catch-up too. Also, we have two new Patreon partners. Ta-da! We need to shout this from the rooftops. Our amazing merch suppliers. Yeah, if you'd like. Uh, they've got, I didn't even realise they've got cotton t-shirts over there now. It's not just technical tees and long sleeves and hoodies and dry robes. Yeah, they've got loads of other bits. I think people go, oh, can you do this? And they go, yeah, we can do that. So they just keep you adding. do it. Yeah, yeah. So amazing merch supplies are often 12% off at Summit Crazy and they do have another website too, Rome North, so you can enjoy 12% both of those websites. Also, Grant and Mel from Ultra Trails have launched an online shop which is on their Ultra Trails website and Patreons can enjoy 10% off at their web shop, at their web shop, shop. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I love it. I always worship all my stars. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, amazing news. And we did it. We got there. Second time it took us to record that intro. <laughs> I forgot to press record. Eddie huffed and puffed I a never bit. And then we... <laughs> I, I don't know what happened, dear listeners, but <laughs> yeah, we got there. We got there. <laughs> this week is Rocky World, Rocky World. We can do it. Thank you to Precision Fuel and Hydration who are sponsoring the show this week. Patreons get 15% off an 
anybody. You don't need to be a Patreon if it's not your bag. Can get 15% off with their first order. Caps Lock, Tea and Trails, 15. Go over and have a look, perhaps. Uh, have a look at their electrolyte range, their fuel range, their gels. I had a pre, um, a pre, pre, uh, crew and athlete chat with um, Sophie Power, who's one of my athletes who's heading off to the um, GB World 24 Hour Championships in Taiwan, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, next week, the week after. Is that right? Where are we? Yeah. And she has, she says she has the, um, she has the selfish hour where she takes the 90 grams of precision fuel and hydration, the sachet, which has got 90 grams. She says, when I don't want to talk to anybody, hand me that and I'll just work through that in an hour and I can just go in my own little world and just sip on that and I thought oh that's quite I lost that that anti-social hour that (laughs) anti-social hour she's like I just I thought that's quite a good that's quite a good if you're like brain's gone if you're doing a lapped race or anything you're just like right just gonna work through this give yourself something to do for an hour so yeah pop over there also we've got Andy from Precision Fuel and Hydration coming on the show in a couple of weeks time so if you are uh, if you've got a question about fueling electrolyte we'll pop a post on Facebook and ask some questions and we will choose some to ask him because he is up he's up for anything he's he was the founder of the company he what he doesn't know about electrolytes is not worth knowing so yeah i'll pop a post on facebook so if you've got any questions as well we can pose those to him in the next few weeks i love that nighty uh carb gel just keeps it simple you know when your brain's a bit fried you go okay I need to consume that. No thinking. I love that. Yeah, just keep it super simple. Thanks to all our Patreon partners and sponsors for supporting the Tea and Trails podcast. You can find all the links for our sponsors at www.teaandtrails.com or in the show notes. Big week, Eddie. Where are we at now? Are we tapering yet? Is it last big week? Well, this is this is news. We've got news. We've got updates. So yeah, we had another big week last week. Lots and lots of miles. Lots and lots of strength work. I, uh, yeah, I got it all done. The last session of the week, normally by Sunday, because I kind of have an easier Saturday and Sunday, I normally end up doing a bit of like a progressive run, feeling a bit better. <gasps> Sunday, I um, I ran the sort of first half of the run with the dog, second half of the run with my little girl down to the football pitch. She was biking and I just lost my should bizzle, Gary. I had no patience. I felt, oh, bad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> bad parent. She was cycling. She kept putting her brakes on and, and wouldn't cycle like mud. And I was just like, come on. I really, like, you want that time to be special. It's like, lovely. Normally we have nice chats and nice idea (laughs) it's a lovely idea but i was tired i was cold she kept stop oh my god i was we were like arguing i was like what am i doing i was really really tired um everything was hurting a bit and i just wasn't in the mood to do anything apart from just like you know what it's like just get the run done like i was like this is not anyway we made up everybody don't worry she's she's forgotten about it already but i felt bad and i felt that's not good Eddie. i was too tired i i was too tired so um i don't know what you do though because I, i'll go out and walk here with george and have these lovely ideas we've got some nice plans for the weekend we're at Fawnside farm cottages and the reality is it might be just quite a stressful couple of hours would, but then i don't i don't seem to learn from my mistakes it'll all happen again and sometimes like if we've done big hikes like the boys are old enough now they've done enough like mega days that they will just we never have to they're quite happy they can do evie takes a bit more some is it is it the female side of her she'll be like i'm not doing it i'm not doing it and i'm like will you 
kind of have to because there's you know <laughs> sort of 500 meters up a mountain or whatever and we're, we're doing it and she'll go again having flashbacks over the Samoan yes, and then I get the great oh my god anyway so reality so reality I did not have the patience I did not have the patience everything felt tired too tired I felt too tired at the end of last week I was like do you know what this is becoming you know at the end of the day I was proper hobbling with really tired legs everything was like getting too much and when I when I I can put like house uh, house admin kids admin to the side but it was becoming like it was actually stressing me out a bit by the end of the week that I was like it's too much this is all too much so I've I was like I'm gonna start taking this down because it's different any ultra you want to go into fresh, but this I need to go into super fresh. And I think it will take me three weeks to freshen up. Um, yeah. kind of did the top direct training block, half the race, and then went straight into this race. So I've sort of coagulated. I've got a lot of training in there. So I'm yeah. coming to switch that you could do one more. What the hell is one more week training going to do? Really? Now, nothing. Um, you... And it is really good for everybody to remember that actually taking extra rest makes you fitter at this point. Trying to do the last session often ends in injury. Trying to push it that little bit more because actually what I do now, 20, uh, yeah, pretty much less than 20 days out is going to make no difference to the race. That fitness takes you know, weeks, isn't it, roughly? Yeah, yeah. To come through. So actually, it's done. The the race is there now. What I'm going to do now is going to make the difference to how feel mentally being freshened up. So I'd already decided on Sunday, right? I'm going to start cutting it down like 10, 20 percent next week. Get a little bit more, <laughs> get a little bit more faster stuff in. Blah 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 blah. Um, and so that's where I got to it at the end of last week. Um, we talked about the flooding. I think I tried to do a run the flooding. Anyway, yeah. The, the, the true, the true scene of the storm damages out. And I, um, had a funny chat with the, the local water guy who literally lives in his Land Rover driving up and down our road because the last <laughs> few weeks, because he does live in the farm behind us as well. So it's him every day, he sees me every day with the, um, with the dogs running and yesterday he was like oh you're not running and I was like no I'm a bit tired and I was like there's no uh shimmer there's no path for me to run on come on mend it <laughs> and he was laughing he's like no he said I'll make it better for you this time next week I was like chop chop my friend um but yeah there's no path so quite a few of the paths um by the lakes all the way up from our literally just my local if you imagine your everyday trail it's literally gone it's gone oh my goodness they've taken it out um Sheesh. he's my poor neighbor he's a retired peaster and his pride and joy is his vegetable garden and his chickens and his chickens no no, no it's a sad story but it's a happy story okay. so his <laughs> big chicken hut which he loves so much he's got like um he decorates the hut and they've got a little name of the hut and everything these chickens are much loved by both him and Lindy. <laughs> oh, goodness me. <laughs> um, anyway, his, that's right by the river and the the river and behind he has all the compost and where he like does all his, all the chicken clearing out and everything. It all washed away. The river came right to the edge. The chickens literally must have been perching on the edge. Oh, that's wild. So on last, the other evening, we were sort of settling down, lighting the fire. We could hear and we looked out. There was a digger in the river with these big flashlights on. He'd got one of his mates up from town to go on. My chickens, they're going to drown. <laughs> and he was taking all the stones off from like our bit of river and pushing it yeah. down 
and protect the chicken hut we thought was brilliant um which he's managed so the chickens are safe but it was it was touch and go for a while strava segments are safe so that's good i think i everybody should own all their strava segments within a mile of their house don't you think everyone should be like well, i a, wish <laughs> work pretty hard on owning those making sure i I think a couple of them people have done, you know, when they're like, you've got one minute and then they've gone and done 22 seconds because they're on a bike. And a yeah. couple of oh. can't flag it, Gary. I can't flag it. Anyway, no. now the trail's gone. I'm like, Strava segments are safe. No one. We've got someone who lives not too far away from me. I think he's going to say I've kind of probably rub a few minutes off his marathon time, but he's he's like two hours and 20 minutes or something for a marathon, maybe 2.19. So yeah, Kieran, I don't think he's a, he's not a trail runner, so he won't be listening to this podcast, but he's got all the six segments around near where I live. Go, go get them, go target them. You know, you can put them on your watch. And so it tells you like you are. I've heard about this. We had it in our WhatsApp group. I didn't realize this was a thing, but <laughs> I've got oh. a that does that. And she, <laughs> yeah, it's like three, two, one go, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I accidentally set one for one segment once and then, and it's my like, literally I go on it every single day and it kept telling me, you are three minutes behind. You, are still, you, know, <laughs> you must have to be a premium subscriber because I don't pay the dollars. Um, anyway, running wise, yep. Two good strength sessions ticked. Another long 23 miles in the bag. Um, oh, that was another one in the rain. My gosh. And I'd done dead, a deadlift squat superset. So my glutes at the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> pat down, pat down. Uh, no more pat chaffing. Pack is well and truly, the back is well and truly rough. <laughs> It's still going to have to lube me up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Backpack is good. It's set. Um, we had a really interesting chat all about layering last week. And so I did get the fear a little bit about my choice of layers. For This is a really tricky one because for the spine, it was basically like, you start in your waterproof trousers, your waterproof jacket. I mean, I put my goggles on within a couple of hours on, as we went over Jacob's Ladder because the weather was so bad. You start yeah. as if you're hiking, basically, even though you're jogging quite a bit on that first day. Whereas this, I'm going to be running quite a bit on the first day. So the, the clothes choice is really tricky. So staying warm, but not getting too warm, not sweating too Don't much. Don't put your waterproof jacket on if it's not raining, Eddie. My gosh, we learned something. We're not going to share. We're not going to share. <laughs> anyway, re made me rethink. I made a few very expensive purchases after that. Oh one. wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it made me rethink about my layers, about my waterproof, and also about my glove choice. Um, layering, layering my glove. Yeah. I have been doing, but also I was like, I think I need two sets because if this gets all wet, and I need to, so much to think about. Like, suppose it's like. You so know, you're looking at eight, eight gloves in total then? Literally, I, I panicked by thought so Because I was like, you've got nowhere to dry them. And I don't no. want to spend hours at checkpoints waiting for my gloves to dry. No, especially not the first one. The second one, I probably will spend a little bit more. I even looked up portable glove drying thinking, can you? Awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, going into the nitty gritty now. Um I've also spent a bit of time working, playing around different trainers. I had some more cushioned North Face ones, which have a higher stack, 
but in the mud, they, the proprioception it takes to be balanced and stuff. So I think I'm just going to go with my fail safe, good grip, but slightly less cushioned. You shoe. can chuck them in the van though, can't you? Just to see how you feel. Yeah, I will. I will bring again 20 pairs. <laughs> you know, I'm going to wear a deck shell for some of it, but I'm also going to change. It's just so, it's so wonderful, Gary, to have, to be able to think I can change. You know, I can, okay, it might not start in a deck shell, but where I know that it's going to be very wet, I can change and put on a dry trainer and dry sock. The biggest thing is we're not going to be, once it's wet, the train is wet. Yeah. You're not going to be able to dry it out unless you find a nice cafe. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> anyway uh so yeah another 85 mile week about ten thousand feet oh i did a couple of tread- treadmill runs as well just because of time and rate i couldn't face any more wet pants in the raid so that took my climbing down a little bit and i reckon that's my total limit gary i would like to be able to push more that's about but that's that's all enough isn't it 85 miles a week my goodness me I could do more hours in the summer when I did more hiking, but that's near. I don't think I hiked any of that. I think that's nearly all um, running plus dog walking, probably walk about 20 miles dog walking, strength, yoga, and just generally being able to, at the end of the day, kids are like, are you going to come and say goodnight to us? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) so I think that's my limit and I'm not going to go. Yep. I've got to start. We'll find out when what's occurring at the end of this that it's already going to go down a big, big, big time this week, but that's okay. So yeah, kind of done, kind of now getting into the nitty gritty, started my rough, our rough, uh, our rough plan, write it all out. I like to write it all out first. Then laminate it, Edwina. No, no, laminate it. Well, yeah, I'll laminate the bit I'll have. You might not get that. You just get these old scraps of paper. Um, I like to like write it all out, break it all into sections, study the map, and then go back. I know people said, how did you remember all of that detail on the spine? It's because literally I learned the route off by heart. <laughs> so I started doing that, like not every turn and everything, but I learn. I look at, I break each bit down into Gary, 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 see Gary, won't see Gary. Um, and so I've started doing that. The mental preparation now is almost bigger than the physical preparation. Yeah, 100%. Feel good, feel after quite a few days, I already feel better. I feel like the brain fog has lifted slightly and I'm not thinking about getting up or getting down, making this noise. Oh, oh. Not You're up and about, Eddie. You're pumped. I love it. Pumped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's take it down a level now, then, listeners, and hear Gary's. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the energy drain. <laughs> well, Monday, it's pants star of the week. Monday and Tuesdays for me just seem to be a real struggle. Yeah, for me, and then I take Talk up to you for hours. Was it we Monday, Tuesday? So we... Tuesday? We did have a big Tuesday last week. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I did a lot of editing on Monday, and then we had such a big Tuesday. Then I think I tried to get the podcast finished. So, yeah, just dog jogs on the Monday and Tuesday. And I can cope with Mondays being light because after a big long run on Sunday, it's like, okay, that's the way it's supposed to be, I suppose. But then Tuesday, if that's a write off too, then yeah, I do start a struggle. And then you're playing catch up for the rest of the week. And what happens, that's in theory fine, I suppose. But what happens is because you end up compressing your workouts, you're not recovered properly and you can't put enough in to the upcoming workouts. So, yeah, just play it on me. But yeah, Wednesday, it was nice. I got my 15 times a minute done. Big cheer for that. And it's, I keep saying it's an easy session, but it's also a mental boost just to get that one under the belt. TTT on Thursday, easy miles uh, with my mate. I enjoyed that. Give Chris Sears, who won our Why We Run competition prize, give him his books. That's that's great. Saved me some postage. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, Friday, gym. Yeah. And trap bar. My goodness me. That was, I will not be lazy again, Eddie. I'll always get the trap bar. 
did say. It just spreads the load. It spreads the load across the, the spine and rather than straight down the back. Better. It just makes it it just makes it so much more easy, easier. Uh, I increased the weight, and I just had no kind of reaction on my lower back. So I just think basically the other way, I had bad bad form. Uh, so that was good. I had my asthma review on Friday evening. One of our listeners reached out. I didn't ask her if it actually if it was okay for me to share this. So I won't say her name, but got some real good advice. And I'm going to go to my GP armed with knowledge and get some different uh, asthma pumps. So hopefully that will improve my symptoms but i think yeah generally my hrv is all in the green my chest is pretty good i'm not relying on my asthma pumps as much as i have been in the past so that's all good and then yeah so now where we're at with friday we're cramming we've got a workout a long run and a gym session so saturday i did the six times two minutes in the gym on the treadmill didn't change the workout so the elevation game was on my strava but i did write it in the comments box on Strava. So just if I want to look back on it, but then after doing that, I'm pooped from doing that and then went straight into the gym and did sessions there. So it's not great again. And then Sunday, long run, just tired, absolutely shattered. But I took my GoPro with me to finish up my uh, new balance review and a friend Ray, I kind of bullied him into filming me jumping up and down. Legs felt super heavy, but McDonald's pancakes did soften the blow. Oh my goodness me. Three pancakes, a maple syrup. We we often eat pancakes and the kids like bet each other one euro who can be the last one to eat, to have the last pancake. It's disgusting. And they're like, it's like something from some sort of like YouTube video of them going, wow. Oh, I, think, I think I could win. I could win. I could win that uh, competition easy peasy. But yeah, it's such a good run. So Dalton Park is like a little shopping centre near where we live, about seven miles. Sorry, so it's a real good out and back. You just run to Dalton Park. They're not trails anymore. They used to be. It was all railway line, but they tarmacked it all. So you you kind of got some countryside. It's quite nice running, but it's you can wear your road shoes. So it's quite good. Like if you want to do a good speedy run, but with nice scenery, and then yeah fueled up on pancakes and then ran back again. My new balance 1080 version 13. Wow, 13. Review is up on YouTube. And I think super good shoe for me at the moment, doing all this long runs on the tarmac. And I know our listeners are probably trail runners, but yeah, I think probably quite a few do spend some time on tarmacs, maybe park runs and stuff like that. If you spend some time on tarmac, then I would definitely check out that shoe. I noticed my Strava bars. Just a few miles increasing every week. And yeah, 72 miles for the week. So all in all, crammed it. And yesterday's run, so we're Tuesday now as we call this. Yesterday's run, I was super tired. All in all, 72 miles, I'm pretty pleased with that. But I just got to get out of that. I've got to try and get the work done. Something done at least Tuesday. Then it just makes the rest of the week easy. But it's super nice. I'm not training for anything yet. I'm just ticking over. I'm just enjoying the runs. I love being out with Rex. So yeah, nothing fancy. I can't even think anything that has happened. God, we don't do anything these days as a family. Everybody's just scurries off to their bedrooms. Uh, this week's going to be different though, because we are off to the lakes to Thornside Farm Cottages. So hopefully I have something more to share. But yeah, 72 miles. Got no idea what the elevation is. That's nice. I'm not even tracking that. probably. I think it's about 3,000 if I was to take a guess, something like that. But yeah, enjoyed it. I just wish I could spread the load a bit even, a bit more even over the week. This week, we chat with Nathan Marshall. Lovely to have a Welsh accent on the podcast. Is that good? <laughs> <Carried> Cancelled. <in. laughs> 
<laughs> Nathan, you footballer. He only dropped that in quite late in the com- conversation, but I told my kids they were well impressed. You yeah, high level. Ultra runner. He shares a story how he believes anyone can ultra run and his continued work for the Big Moose charity. I hope you enjoy our chat with Nathan. This week, we are super lucky to be joined by Nathan Marshall. Thanks for coming on the Tea and Trills podcast, Nathan. You've had a busy 2023, but before we get into your year of ultra running, we ask all our guests, where are you? What's the view from your window and have you been for a run today? I'm in Cardiff. The view from my window is um, my garden in the middle of an estate um, and it's very wet and windy. Run, I'm going later for six miles with the dogs. Hey, oh, windy. Wow. So, yesterday in the northeast, at least, it was super windy. I suppose, yeah, you're getting the kind of leftover of that, the yeah. direction of the wind. Oh, nice. Debbie. Is it another day? Is it Debbie? Debbie? So, I'm, I was curious about these named storms. I can't believe this is when do they start naming a storm? Is it literally January the 1st? I thought there would have been a few January, February storms. Anyway, I'm getting. Oh, did they just yeah. the Mexico? Oh, I yeah. never knew that. A knowledge, knowledge-based podcast. I don't really like. I don't like Debbie that works in HR, so I'm just going to call. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, actually, listeners. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's alphabetical. Anyway, yeah, Cardiff local trails. I always am really keen to hear what your local trails are like. I'm familiar with some of them anyway around the park. Uh, but yeah, what's it like to run in Cardiff? Pretty decent, actually, because you've got like Cardiff Bay, you've got beaches and coastal path in Panath, and then you go north Cardiff, then you hit all the hills just outside Cardiff, and you're only running for 20 minutes, and then you're on a trail. It's, it's a brilliant training area. I think a couple of the areas um, that you, we run are back at the Dragon's Backs, so like the last couple of miles, and then it takes us up into Castle Cork, which is the fairy castle and the woods. Oh, I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's stunning trails. Oh, I love that. I love it. It sounds like a really good mix. I love the coast, but I always think, I wish I had a flat mile. I wish I had a good mile where I could do some interval sessions like that. But yeah, Cardiff, I think, would have everything to offer. What is a... What's a week look like for you training-wise? High volume, interval sessions? No, um, believe it or not, I think my <laughs> nope. average is just 18 miles for the year in between races. Because obviously I've been the whole year in tapering and recovery. So I haven't managed to get a lot of miles in um, between races. But I'm starting to ramp up my mileage again. So I think last week it went down a bit, but I'm looking to get about 30 to 40 miles in this week and then continue that each week now um, until after Christmas where I ramp it up again. Yeah, a lot of the work I'm doing is um, gym work at the moment, just building up strength ready for next year. When you do lots of events or close events, you spend a lot of time tapering and recovering and then doing the event and in between you don't actually do much running itself before we get into the challenge could you share with our listeners uh, a bit about you your background and your background as a runner um so six years ago i'd managed to do kind of half marathon and at the time i was only doing like a 5k 10k and a half marathon on a weekly basis and that was it did the Cardiff path, completely ruined my knee. I had a wrong gait analysis done and it, it, it crashed my knee because I had 40 years of like running at a certain way and it tried to correct my knee too much. 
So I, I wasn't able to run for about two years. I managed to find a decent physio who got me back running, but he also talked and educated me of what, why and what was happening in my knee. So I was able to prevent it going forward. And then COVID hit, we skipped back out running again. So because I'd done the kind of half marathon, that was ticked off. And I thought, I want to run something bigger. But I didn't fancy running the Newport Marathon because I just find it really depressing, Newport in general. Sorry to anyone. <laughs> I was just going to say Newport in general or just <laughs> it's, it's just, just flat and dull and boring. And I just couldn't think of anything worse. So I, I come across this documentary on YouTube of um, Reese Jenkins running um, the Welsh Coastal Path. Uh, so I looked into Reese and found that he did ultra marathons. I signed up for... Um, the Gower 50k in Dewan's life one first. I remember standing on the start line speaking to someone and they were like, oh, how many have you done? I said, this is my first. What? And you chose this one as your first? I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> um, it was a lot of sand dunes, uh, quite a lot of climbing. I think it was like 5,000 foot of climbing. Um, and I remember I got to the last cutoff within a minute. Oh. Um Managed to finish the race, come in last, but I just did not care because it was the first one done and I, I, I loved it. I remember breaking down, it's like in tears after the finish and thinking to myself, why the hell am I crying? I have no reason to cry. It was just, it's just pure exhaustion and it's like a sense of achievement, but you do one and you're just hooked, aren't you? So then I did um, the first one in Reese's. Um, like race series and it was a 42 mile coastal run from Porth Crawls to Panas. that was just stunning so then it was like oh, okay what can I do in 2023 and obviously Reesters um, and Pegasus do a slam which is six offers in six months um, so I signed up for that started picking those off got to July and I was starting like thinking I'm going to be finishing these soon and a little ad popped up on Instagram for it's why we we run. Um, so I signed up thinking that, okay, I'll sign it, but I'm, I'll never get in because it's an invite only race. Then a couple of weeks later, I had a black envelope to the post, opened it, and all it said is, you're in. And I was like, oh, crap. i got to do it now. <laughs> um, so I, threw, I threw it aside. I thought, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to because that's just, that's just nuts. I can't run for five days like 160 miles. That's just stupid. But after a couple of days, I thought I should kind of feel honoured that I've had the invite. So the wife's like, give me the all clear. Because obviously with Alcos, it's a lot of time away from family. So you've got to have their buy-in as well, haven't you? So she gave me the green light and I was like, oh, okay, I'm doing it now. So I, and I did October five days in uh, St. David's, which was just stunning. And how'd you get? So it's an invite-only event. Just fill in a form on um, Instagram, like follow the link. And it's basically so like everything you've done through the year running for charities and stuff. So to be able to get into the race then, you've got to raise a minimum £500 as well for Big Moose. So I've managed to do that um, through the year anyway, through all the other set of offers I've done. So I just continue to like building up the donations and stuff. And yeah, I managed to do it. But because the race 
well, it's, it's not a race because there's no winners, there's no losers, no cutoffs. It's just it's just pure just running, just for the enjoyment of running. And the organizer is Lewis, Lewis Roblin, who back in 2022 wanted to do all five Ultra X multi day events, but he wasn't able to do it because of COVID. Mexico got shut down. Okay. So he decided to organize his own. And it's just spiraled like that. And it's just quick growing into something a bit bigger than just like Lewis finishing his year. It was just, it was a stunning week. And you mentioned uh, the Big Moose charity. Yeah, I suppose, why that charity for you in particular? Um, they're Cardiff-based. At the time when I was introduced to Big Moose, it was the sponsor of the Pegasus um, running. They were there, the charity involved. So the more I got running these events, the more of the people up who were involved with Pegasus that I met. And then I started meeting people who actually got the help from Pegasus, uh, from um, Big Move, sorry. Because I know a lot of charities, people are like a bit scared to donate because they never see any action being taken or like a lot of them, the money goes abroad and stuff. But I was I was meeting people who the charity was helping yeah. and it was a really short turnaround. Like you could fill in a form and say you need help on a Monday. By the Thursday, you're actually in therapy with them. So it had a really quick turnaround and I just thought, oh, yeah, these are actually doing a bit of good. So this is why I want to move the big moose, really. So originally they set up um, a coffee shop in Cardiff for homeless um, where they wanted to help the homeless and so like get them back into the jobs um, and create some stability for them. And that's turned into sort of like um, helping people with suicide prevention and then just just general therapy where you're invited into the office or over the phone um, and I just talk through everything. Super important. Homeless people, sometimes there's huge sections of community society that slip through the cracks. So to have that kind of charity and like you say, you've seen situations where people have been helped with your own eyes. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, 100%. Can we rewind a little bit? I don't know anything about this, the Pegasus Slam, Nathan. Can you tell us a little bit about what races are involved in that? Yeah, the year starts in April with um, a 42 mile an hour um, race. Um, and that's going from Rogerstone in Newport up to the Brecker Beacons. Um, and you, you think Canal is like, oh, quite easy. Oh, no. When you said it, I went, oh, oh. <laughs> Worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I don't think I was able to run for three weeks after that. Where you hit flexibility. They were just trashed. Each month then we go around Wales and different locations. Um, a lot of time spent in Brecon Beacons and Carnarvon fans, uh, Monmouthshire. Um, and obviously the coastal path, and they go from like 32 miles up to a 52 miler. 52 miler is probably the toughest with the most elevation as well. But that was just that was just stunning. That one, that was just stunning. That was Carnarvon fans going over towards. Um, well, I could see Penafan in the distance when I finished. It was just stunning. Yeah, beautiful. Have you been blessed with good weather for these races? Oh, it's pissed down. Yes, with Wales. <laughs> But the 52-miler, it actually, uh, for the last hour, the sun had come out, it was sunset, it was the sky had cleared, and it, it was just stunning. It was just the perfect way to end, like, 11 hours of, like, pain. It was just perfect. And are most people doing the slam for these races? No, and there's most only people... 23 of us this year who might... It is, yeah, and I think the number's gone up even more. This, this, the next year now coming up, the guys that all did the slam become really good friends, and they share that on on social media so other people can see it as well. I was going to ask 
there a WhatsApp slam group yet of like we're tougher than all the rest, you know? Um, not so much tougher, just friendlier. Yeah. Because I want that because you're quite you just you talked you know only recently you were standing on the and this we get a lot of this from listeners you were standing you were the newbie on the start yeah. line and now you're you're in this community but it's taking that first step of like I it I can I'm not I deserve to be here I I have every right to try and do this however it goes and then Real, like getting yourself in the community, like anything, like just going, doing anything new is scary enough. I get scared going to a different petrol, petrol station where I don't know the system. Um, what would you, would you give somebody a bit of advice? It's like perhaps not entered their first ultra or about to enter their first ultra of how to overcome that. And then Bill's, you've sort of like got into this community of amazing women. I think find the group first. Um, because I know a lot of, there's a lot of clubs in Cardiff that do road running, but they also do trails as well. So just meeting, going out on a weekly basis and going to these groups will, will help because you'll be speaking to the guys who are doing these um, ultramarathons around Wales. Um, and they'll you can pick up so much, so much from them. But, yeah, just get out into a local trail group because they'll only do like 10 miles minimum. But then... If you want to go further, you'll get into like smaller groups, which will go further on a sort of like through the night sort of thing. There's always breakout groups. There is, yeah. You just have to find your little, have a look around. Who's got the biggest backpack? That's where the trouble starts. So you like start speaking to somebody, say, oh, right, there's a 60 miler in June. I'm going to, before you know it, you're you're doing a 100 miler or a 200 miler. It's wild. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of the guys who have done the slam, they've gone on to the next race next year which is a hundred miler um again that's just like all bracken beacons can have fans oh it's um, gonna be tough it, yeah because it's overnight they're all going for runs at like three in the morning and stuff <laughs> they, they worked out where they're going to be at so much at this distance so they think all right we'll run that because that's where i'll be at three o'clock in the morning nathan you're that's saying this like. like you don't want to be involved in that but i'm <laughs> next year uh, <laughs> i do but that's us, an and so year. in this slam any highs, any lows, or what were the highs and what were the lows? Um, highs is probably just finishing and just just running with the people who are still like struggling with it every week, well, every month and every race. Um, just talking to them because you see people at their worst and also their best. And it's, it's a nice game at the finish as well because Reese will hand out every medal to everyone. He'll stay on that, on that finish line till the last person comes in. And I think a lot of the runners, they don't just disappear as well they'll stay there as well so by the end there's like 50 to 100 people all at the finish just just hanging around chatting so it's just it's just beautiful Lowe's was the 52 miler um running the last three miles realizing i've lost two toenails i've got a split on my bottom of my foot and no skin on two of my toes from where they were just wet. But I've never had a point where I was like, oh, I'm not going to finish. Because I just think the fear of not finishing drives me to get everything done. And then you finished the slam and you went on to these the, this Why We Run multi-day event. Now, I don't know anything about this. Um, it sounds like some sort of game show. I received the envelope. Tell me a little bit more about the distance, how it's broken down, what the days look like. So we stay in a campsite in St. David's um, and we have 
two routes which will change in every day each route has a loop of like ish 11 miles going around St David's one goes north one goes south as we're doing the loop the aid station is the campsite each each loop I think it was 32 miles most days uh biggest day was 37 miles between two and four thousand foot of climbing is this is this a trail route mainly so uh, we had a bit of road, about two miles of road on each loop, but the rest of it was all coastal paths. And it was just stunning. You must be a local legend, Nathan Shuley, if it's a loop. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. But there were so many people doing it. It was changing all the time. How <laughs> did you find your first multi-day experience? What was that like? You learn so much, don't you? You learn so much. You so like because it's five days, you can tweak so like your food and, and everything. Um, your recovery is you just learn so much. And I just the slow process wasn't going to go and run as quick as I can. It was just about surviving each day and just getting through it. And by doing that, I was able to. I was interested. What do you think yourself as a as a runner as an athlete? Your strengths are um, resilience was with the strength. I just just get it done. Like I'm not a, like. The quickest runner, the fittest runner, but I'll always, I'll always finish. Weaknesses, I think the ego takes over sometimes, doesn't it? And you want to run as faster. Yeah. On, on, on day one, I thought, oh yeah, it's only like thirty miles, and because of the year I was just out, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go out and crush this. So I, I ran the first six miles, um, and I was in like the leaders and I was like the top five and I was thinking what am I doing this is just stupid <laughs> absolutely stupid I, I, I remember being on the start line and I look around and it, it's Larry Morgan next to me and I was like oh my god no and <laughs> it was like oh I'm gonna have a chance to go with Larry now so we set off and she quickly went to the toilet though so I didn't run it but after six miles, she'd run past me. And I was like, oh, my God, how? I think I've seen that YouTube video. <laughs> oh. You mentioned that. Were you camping? You said you were camping. Were you in tents? Was this it, it, was, it was dorms. So we had showers. We had beds. Yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't as bad as what they had last year where they were camping in this hut. And it was like I had no size of the hut and it was raining and stuff. So, we had a bit more luxury this year. Sign me up. Dorms, I'm, I'm all over that. That's like, I'll just come for the dorm. How was the feeling then for the multi day? Every morning, I just try to get like bagels, honey, porridge in. Um, every 45 minutes, I got it nailed down to sort of like either a gel or a handful of roast potatoes. How did you yeah. get these roast potatoes? Well, after every loop, I got back to the, the dorms and they'd made loads of roast potatoes and stuff. So, yeah, I was just taking a handful of them. So then um, I'd get so like 45 minutes to an hour down the other end and I'd take the gel. So it just got into a nice like up rhythm. Yeah, so were you in like a little an event bubble in effect for that, for that, for those days? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Five days. Yeah. So each night we'd have um, speakers as well. I think Leon Busty spoke one night as well, where he talked about Joggle and then other runners who were talking about so like their battles with men at house. Over the week, well, over the years, so yeah, it was really good. How did the body hold up then for those five days? Surprisingly okay. Um, every day the physios, because we had physios there who would give us a rubdown, and they were like, "Ah, you okay? How was everything?" I was like, "Yeah, fine." So, roast potatoes. 
It was, yeah. It's supposed to potatoes and take my time. On day four, I did, I got injured and it was just so stupid. I was running really well. Got to this top of this scramble we had um, and I bumped into two walkers and I was starting to tell them what we were doing and just having a chat. I took a little step back just to like move out the way from and I just pulled my ankle and I just played on me then so like all the way back around and all my thigh tightened up and stuff, which led into the following day then. So that was a bit cheesy. It was just tight. No matter what we did, we just couldn't get rid of it. So it was just just getting through it and just carrying on. Amazing. As in a good resilient story going on there. Any tips for anybody thinking about doing their first multi-day? Yeah, Cam Admin, I think Gary's mentioned it a few times around the driving back where as soon as you get in, you've got to eat and start thinking about tomorrow. So get everything done ready for the mornings just so you can start, start relaxing and stuff for the evening and stuff. And did everybody start at the same time? I know with Dragon's Back, it's a staggered start. Yeah, so it was only 30 of us anyway. So we all managed at like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock every day. And slightly short shorter just like 30 to 37 miles i don't mean to be like there's still a massive long way i know i struggled with an eight mile run this morning that was seemed a long way but you've just got that little bit of more energy than a 60 mile ultra at the end of the day you can like you can have a shower and then sort of hobble around and chat to people and as you said nice speakers so it's a lovely kind of distance that you're still having to dig deep every day but then you've got a little bit of time at the end of the day to recover yeah it wasn't like you going out and killing yourself every day it was just a decent distance where you could just like trot around really no because there was no winners and losers no cutoffs so you could just you can just enjoy where you were i love it i love the sound of this now you've yeah, got nice. you've got a why we run t-shirt on uh yeah. proudly wearing so we're gonna ask you a question nathan why do you run sense of achievement peace and it just so like focuses you a bit on like your weekends like how you are really it allows you to really dial into you, doesn't it? Like, how am I actually feeling today? Yeah, you notice sort of like when you're ups and when you're down, so like what you need really to get yourself back to where you want to be. Were you sporty when you were younger, Nathan? Yeah, I was decent. I was a decent footballer. I was kind of sitting under 18s. God, this is my kid. Good level. Yeah, well. So you you come from that background, so you're not coming from. Um, but you only when did you sort of start running? Six six years ago, I got to the Cardiff half. Took two yeah. years out, and then it was only only three years ago. Then I yeah, so you had it. So when you stopped playing football, what did you do between then and nothing? Nothing. Nothing. I think I went up to about 115 kilograms. Yeah, I was fat. My kids um, referred to me as Peppa Pig's dad back then. It was a term of endearment. Why was that? Why was that? Did you think it was it from like you'd played so much football when you were younger and you were like, oh, I don't I'm not going to live that lifestyle anymore or? No, you shift focuses towards like spending time with your family and you feel guilty for going out and playing football every weekend. So you just like prioritise family time over anything else. Different seasons of life. You've got one Last Ultra in 2023, 30 December. Yeah, I'm familiar with the place that you're going to be running around. Very familiar. Ah, yeah, explain a bit more about that. In October, it's um, where we run. Um, someone said to me, oh, you can't just leave it at 11 for the year. You've got to do 12. So I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll go out in so like December just to knock off 12, just for myself, really, just to say I've got 12 done. But that's kind of turned into something a lot bigger than just me. I want people to come down to so like 
run with me for the day. Um, even if it's your first 1K, um, bring your kids, bring your dog, just do whatever you like. Just come down, have a chat and sort of like share your stories of why you run. I think I, I think I got quite a few people for like staying there, coming down. I got, I've, I've sent out invites to various running clubs in Cardiff as well. Because I know they do their Sunday run around the park as well. So yeah. they'll, they'll probably join me. But I know that a couple of the runners from why we run and now taking that into sort of like their local area. So I know they're doing one in Box Hill in Surrey. Same date, same time. Um, we've got a couple of runners running in Australia. Oh my goodness. Um, and the guys who can't do it has sort of like, I think they're running Valencia Marathon on that weekend. Um, but yeah, it seems to be growing into something a lot bigger than just me finishing my 12. It's, it's turning into something we're running because we want to run. I love that. All these events at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll probably go, go on video call as we're going around as well. <laughs> Have you got a set distance you want to run for that, Nathan, or are you just going to run all day? 50k. 50k. And can people yeah. just rock up, or do they have to get in touch with you, or they can yeah, just turn up? Because I'll be doing a loop as well. They can just rock up, park the car, and uh, come and join me as I come around each time. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I really like the idea of that. You know, Australia or Box Hill or Cardiff. It's just all going on, this kind of universal movement of good. Yeah, we've got a couple of weeks, a few, three weeks. How's how's the body yeah. feeling? Feeling fine, yeah. Yeah, okay. we did, did 18 miles the other day with 2,000 foot. That was all right. Yeah, feeling good. And if people Love. want to donate, is there a place, is there a hub, Just Given page? I've got a Just Given page set up, which is linked on my profile on Instagram. Um, and I'm also hoping that you'll share it underneath. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll share it down below in the show notes. Yeah, we can do that. You mentioned Big Moose uh, Coffee Shop in Cardiff. Yeah, i got to say, am I going to speak? Definitely go and support these independent uh, coffee shops and especially Big Moose Coffee Shop because if all that money, the profits, I suppose, are going to support the community, what a wonderful thing to do. Apologies, you know, I was in Cardiff recently. I wish I knew about it. I would have uh, supported. I would have, I would have supported their coffee shop. I don't live near Box Hill, and I don't live anywhere <laughs> close to Cardiff. But yeah, best of luck. Best of luck with that. Well, why don't you do your own? You've put me on the spot now. <laughs> yeah. Ultra. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason why not. I can't. Uh, I can't get out of it. Right, yeah. a, mega, a mega 2023 for you, Nathan, but I know you've got a glint in your eye about this now. What's coming up for next year? Um, I want to do the Welsh Coastal Path, 870 miles. They used to run a race, did Pegasus? Was it Pegasus that used to run the race on the Welsh Coastal Path? Is it that same company, different company? It's not a company, it's my own. I'm just no, going to... No, there used to be a race yeah. on the Welsh yes. Coastal Path. Yeah. I think that's died now. So this is... Okay, tell us, tell us all about this... This is- I should start in Chester and work all my way around down to Chepstow, South Wales, 870 miles. I would like to do fast in known time, but it's me. <laughs> Let's be real with it. I think to have fast in known time, you'd have to have, I think it was fifth, no, 48 miles a day. Okay. Uh, oh my goodness, mate. Okay. That is, it's huge, but that is doable and you've got a bit of time to get, get ready for it. Yeah. So I'm on a strength program now, and I just got to manage my body so like each day. It's not like buster guts, like getting the day done. I just take my time. What time of year are you thinking you might do this? July, August. Okay, and supported presumably. Yeah, my parents can come around in my va- in um, vans. They got a Hemmer, I got a van, uh, and my ten-year-old son's gonna come as well. Oh, I love, I'm loving this idea. 
already. So it starts in Chester and then yeah. is it a national trail? It is. Okay. So it's going to be marked. And what will you do? Will you sleep in the van or will you? Yeah, sleep in the van. Okay. With it, I've never, oh, goodness me, I've never even considered going for an FKT. Is there, do you have to write off to these people? How do you, yeah, what's the process of that? There are rules. It's like you've got to have live tracking um, and you've got to document it in terms of video and stuff. Um, with the live tracking, you've got to have proper tracking systems with maps or GPS and everything, um, and then just submit it. Are you doing this for a personal endeavour or are you going to do it for this for a charity? Doing it for big moves, but um, it's an itch I've got to scratch, I think. So I'd rather try, and try it and regret it if I don't finish it. Otherwise, later on, if I don't do it, I'll regret it even more. Does that make sense? Yeah, throw yourself yeah. Give it a go. You've got to give it a go. Well, I, I heard... I heard a good thing about not finishing is very different to quitting. Not finishing, you can it's a you can go back. It's just a like it might be that it might take you like you hear a lot of these these really long FKTs. They take a couple of times to to get it right. It might be there's so many um, there's so much jeopardy, isn't there? The fueling, the weather is mega, isn't it? Weather yeah, is yeah. Body holding but, uh, up, not tripping over a dog lead on the coastal path, those sorts of things. Yes. So my whole training thing is going to be like injury prevention because no one finishes, uh, no one doesn't finish an ultra because they're tired, do they? It's always it's mainly injury or fueling. So that's going to be my main focus, really, avoiding injury and fueling pro- properly. Sounds like you've learned a lot from a good podcast there and all that. Yeah, I don't know which one. I think it's, I don't know. They always wear eyes. <laughs> wild wind. But yeah, what a thing to do. You know, as a you know, I'm an Englishman. To be able to run around England, we just physically can't do it the way that our country's uh, set up. But to do your coastal path, that would just be such a wild thing to do. Best of luck with that. I've got to ask though, another Welsh multi-day event, a bit more of an elevation though than your last one. Do you have an eye on the Dragon's Back race? Yeah, 2027. Yeah. For my 50th. I like yeah. the ice and forward planning. Cool. Cooked his yeah. tent, getting his tent yeah. buddies all together. <laughs> yeah. Just eat all the food. That's all I'll say. Eat all of the food. Go to bed early, eat all the food. Easy done. I love my food. <laughs> <laughs> best of luck. Best of luck with that. Okay. End the show every week with quick five. It's never, I say every week. Why do I say quick five? Because every week there's like seven or eight or six questions. And you're grumpy because yeah. you change them because. Uh... Honestly. I had some beauties in there, Nathan, and they've all mine are better. Gone. Mine are better. Mine are better. Okay, yeah, this is uh, it. Shouldn't be a controversial question, but it did cause controversy before. You got dogs, Nathan? Yeah, I got a box and a dash hound. Oh, oh, I love. I would love a <laughs> a box. Is good. I always think boxes are amazing, but absolutely bonkers. Is that true? As a breed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's funny. They've got to go out every day, yeah The Dashhound, not so much running Believe it or not, Dashhounds are bred for running Yeah, she does Like they enjoy it though She she does come out on Like runs like six miles So she'll come out this afternoon with me And she'll be trotting behind my ankles And you look at her and she won't even be panting It makes me sick Visualise a Dashhound, is that Oh, Sausage. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Brilliant. She could be grounded if you go over a big stone. 
are they are they allowed on the furniture though, Nathan? That's the big question. Uh, we say no, but yeah. Yay. <laughs> That's the standard response, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yes. Uh, I've just said Rex come downstairs, so I know where he's been for the past uh, 20 minutes. Favourite day of the week? Just my day off, because I work shifts. It's just my day off, so I'm getting up for an early one first. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, this is one of Eddie's questions, okay. Would you rather to be able to speak every language in the world Ooh. or to be able to speak to animals? Ooh. Mine are better than Gary. Yeah, it's got a thing. Animals, because um, they'll have quite a few stories to tell. I'd love to have a chat with the pets and the animals out there. Yeah, all those stories. (laughs) These are good questions. Sorry, Eddie, I take it all back. Um, You're at a party. You've got a big ball of dip. You've got your Pringles. Tortillas. Tortillas, Pringles. Okay, what are your Doritos? Is it ever acceptable to double dip? Yeah, if it's yours, yeah. Go for it. Oh, oh yeah, if it's not a communal ball, fair enough. But... Oh, my God. I hate a double dipper. Bryn does that. Yeah, get it all on. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't double dip if somebody, if a non-family oh, member was sharing. <laughs> oh, I hate favourite junk food. McDonald's. Yeah. Big Mac. What about you, Eddie? It's been, uh, you don't really get uh, much junk food in the valley. Come back to England. What are you gunning for? I'm not a junk, I just don't do it. Like, I think maybe a Pizza Express. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the answer. (laughs) I would go into McDonald's and be, well, I'm a veggie. I know they do veggie stuff now, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be my, my left turn of choice if I was like, I I prefer to go to like an M&S and get like a sandwich deal. But I don't get anything like that here. So that's like... So if you go to a service station as a waitress and M&S, it's like, wow, this is super. What amazing, a treat. What a treat. Amazing. <laughs> okay, Nathan. Every week we share the show over on Instagram and you get to choose the Instagram story music. We're going to actually, somebody reached out, said we should do a playlist. So I can do the iTunes, Apple podcast one. Eddie, are you going to do the Spotify one? Or is it too much heavy lifting? <laughs> like something that would go on my to-do list and never. Uh, well, I'm going to do an Apple uh, podcast one. Yeah, Nathan, what's your Instagram story music going to be? One or two is, um, I just say the phonics fly like an eagle because the song just... Words that got me through the week or stereophonics, say Levy. It's just really upbeat. Got a heavy stereophonics theme going on there. You ever seen them live? Yeah, twice. Yeah, we I'm Welsh. I'm Welsh. You've got to see them. <laughs> you probably went to school with them. <laughs> no, no, just up the road, though. Awesome. Oh, it's been a treat, Nathan. Spend some time with you today. Happy to share your story and the Big Moose charity and all about why we run. Yeah, keep an eye on the podcast. Maybe I will be doing something on December the 3rd. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, come on, Gary. Come on, Gary. Come on. What's stopping you? (laughs) There's 100% nothing stopping me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make it happen. We'll do. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan. Best of luck with everything you just posted. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, I really enjoyed that chat and best of luck on the third. Yeah, it looks like 
you two set me up. I've got to go and do some. You've got to do something, oh. Gary. Just aren't, we're asking you to do something, you know, other than jogging and pancake eating. I hopefully I've put it out there. I've done a little look at my planner and I maybe go to the lakes and if I can press gang a few friends to keep me company, that would be nice. I would like to do at least ultra distance that seems to be in the spirit of what those guys are doing but yeah sorry to all our newport listeners i've never been to newport and i'm pretty sure it is lovely i think uh nathan wasn't a fan of the newport marathon the route not the place itself tales from the trails it's always my favorite part of the show over to our listeners and first off we go to our strava club Joe Turner, request to follow Joe so we can't share what you've been up to. But either way, 131 miles. That is a chart topping performance. Nicola McNally, again, request to follow. But I know she's training for the 2024 winter spine. 30 hours, well, nearly 32 hours, actually. 30 hours, 51 minutes and one second of exercise there. That is super impressive. And James Maiden. Again, request to follow, <laughs> but on his profile on Strava, trail running ultras with his Siberian Husky Gunner, the runner, 19,859 feet. Wow. Do you think a Husky is going to drag you? Yes. Drag you? I, lots of people have Huskies around here. They are terrifying. They're mad, wild, and I would never want one tied to me. <laughs> <laughs> Rex is just, oh, it's horrendous. The first mile, it's just torture with Rex. I really don't enjoy. But yeah, imagine a husky. That is literally what they do. Yeah, well done, everybody. Super impressive as always. This week's Tales from the Trails comes from Steve O'Connor. Trail running and podcasts saved my life. Back in 2016, I was someone who dipped in and out of exercise and was mainly a cyclist because I believed the hype about running being bad for my knees. That is just, that's, <laughs> it is bad for your knees. I didn't think it was. I thought it was a lot no, of rubbish. It was bad for my knees. Okay. <laughs> the old bones. I was also trying to live the lifestyle I had lived when I was in the Air Force. So worked hard, but drank even harder. After completing a long distance bike ride, cycling coast to coast in a day, I caught what I thought was a bout of flu. Two weeks later, I was in hospital with pneumonia and multiple blood clots on my heart and lungs. Had I left it another 24 hours before going to hospital, it would have most certainly have been a fatal stroke. I spent four weeks in hospital and eventually left with what the doctors told me was irreversible scarring on my lungs. I was told to find a new normal as cycling and running seriously were behind me. I could not climb the stairs in my house without stopping for rest halfway up. I bought a PlayStation off eBay and decided this would be my future. I played one game on it and decided the opposite. <laughs> this could not be my life. Three weeks after coming out of hospital, I went for a walk. I managed a very slow mile and gradually over the next couple of months, I walked, ran, until I could run a whole mile. That first mile I ran still brings tears to my eyes and it is the best run I have ever had. I also realised that I needed to take hold of my health and not just leave it to chance and became a plant-based and gave up the booze. I decided to enter race and enter Blackpool Half Marathon, which was in three months' time and thought, if I have to walk, it. I will. Training went well and I ended up completing that half in one hours 49. Well, that is not shabby at all. Buoyed on by that, I entered Manchester Marathon, which was two months away. I turned up, found it incredibly hard, but finished in four 
hours, 30 minutes. One week later, I had a meeting with my specialist at the hospital who, who asked me if I'd managed to do any exercise. I told him about my exploits and he told me I'd run Manchester Marathon that year also for hospital charities. It turned out I beat him by 20 minutes and he then signed me off from the hospital and I never had to go back. Whilst I was training for Manchester, a friend told me about a race called the Fan Dance Race. It was held in the Brecon Beacons and followed the SAS Test March route, which takes you 24 kilometres over Brecon Beacons, including two ascents of Penny Fan. You also had to complete it in military boots and carry 17 kilograms backpack. Oh, goodness me, that sounds absolutely dreadful. It was also run in a no-nonsense way by a gang of ex-Special Force guys who made it even more brutal. So 12 months to the day that I'd been released from hospital, I completed the fan dance in boots and carried 18 kg plus food and water. And that was my introduction to the trails. I'd also discovered podcasts around that time and would spend many training hours binging on the Rich Roll podcast. Through this podcast, I heard about these things called ultras and they sounded well beyond my ability. But eventually in 2019, I signed up for the Brecon to Cardiff Ultra and completed that about a month before lockdown. It was a real adventure, especially as it took place the same day as Storm Kira hit. Oh, wow. And we ended up climbing over fallen trees and power lines and battling 60 miles an hour winds over the Brecon Beacons. Lockdown then put pay to my ambitions, but running kept me going and healthy over the lockdown period. COVID was a particularly worrying time as I still had lung scarring and had been placed on anticoagulants for life. As we came out of lockdown, our friends over the spine tempted me with the first spine sprint race from Edale to Hebden Bridge. I'd seen a documentary years ago about the spine race and again thought it was only for superhumans, but I thought the 46-mile sprint would be a good chance to sample the atmosphere. Wow. I was immediately captured by spine fever and the community. When I completed the sprint, in my mind, there was a nagging voice telling me the full spine was possible. I parked the idea for a while and completed the sprint again this year. And as soon as entries for the 2024 summer spine opened, I logged on and entered. Now I'm working towards next year's summer spine and loving my long solitary recce's along the Pennine Way. Podcasts are still a massive part of my training on my commutes to work, and I even end up starting my own podcast, The Alleycast, which has a loyal band of listeners who complete military-style endurance events like the Fan Dance and the Parrot 10 Race. I discovered Eddie and Gary on the previous podcast and love the energy and guests. Sorry, Eddie, but Gary is a massive inspiration to other V50s such as myself, and I love the honesty, emotion, and passion you both bring to this lovely sport that quite literally saved my life. I have also since qualified as a hill and moorland leader and a run leader and love getting people out into the hills and reducing them to the delights of trail running and hiking. I'm also now at the age of 50 working towards my mountain leader qualification. I'm both excited and terrified about the spine race next year and look forward to having you both entertaining me as I complete my training. Keep up the great work. Steve O'Connor, a.k.a. Plant Powered Steve. What a story. My goodness, so you imagine being told, you know, you've got to put that behind you. You can't do that anymore. And then turn it around and just uh, look at st what Steve's completed since then. Back at you, Steve. Wow. 
you are a true inspiration reading that story. What a wonderful story. Best of luck. Best of luck to any that's going to come around super fast. But at least it's the summer. I always wince when people say, oh, Gary, do you fancy the winter spine? And I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've gone from being inspiration to not tough enough. Cheers. <laughs> oh, I know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know the truth. That would not go well for me. Wow, thanks. Thanks, Steve. It would, it would. If you wanted to do it, of course you could do it. Steve, keep us posted. Let us know how the training's going. And uh, yeah, let us know. Um, let us know when, uh, well, send us a picture of you kissing that wall at Kirk. Yeah! When you finish. You, go, you got this. You got this. We love reading out your stories. We need some more. So if you've got any tales from the trails, please send them over to hello at tntrails.com. If you forget that, just send us a message via Instagram, via Facebook. We, we are open at all portals. <laughs> <laughs> it can be inspirational or it can be nipple tweaking and pooing on faces. We don't mind how it comes in. <laughs> Gary is a very low bar. <laughs> oh, we got some competition winners. Yeah, two act our friends Active Roots had two twenty-five pound vouchers up for grabs, and I did my wheel of fortune. And we have two winners. Yeah, Matt Walklet and Daniel Abbott won twenty-five pound Active Root <laughs> vouchers. That's a huge amount of fuel. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Good Super run. good. One good run. That. Yeah, reach out, and we'll connect you with Active Root. I will try and connect to you guys, but yeah, you can try and reach out too. Helps speed everything else. Thanks to Active Root and thanks to all our patrons and everybody else who entered. Gary, you want some love? I'll give you some love. I need a bit of love. Come on, Eddie, give me some. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate long run accompaniment. So glad I found this podcast. Gary and Eddie now feel like friends. We are friends. Oh, friends with you listeners. Yes, we're all friends. Not just you and I friends, Gary. Their warm rapport and hysterical banter will have you laughing out loud, much to the bewilderment of passers-by. I love that. Seriously, you need this podcast in your life. And now I'm the happy owner of a show, but snood. I hope to spread the love further. Thank you, Gary and Eddie from Runny McRunface via Apple Podcasts. We've got another five-star review. Yeah, in the first sentence, I'm not too sure if it is a compliment, but yeah, bear with me. It does improve. Great trail running podcast. A very unique take on trail running. Two great hosts bringing in their knowledge and humour to break up long runs drives while listening. As an ultra mid-packer myself, I can enjoy the descriptions of the enjoyment, pain of events like Lakeland, while also fully understanding the difficulties of fitting family life with training very well described by Eddie. Keep up the great work. Tim, trail runner via Apple Podcast. Yes, it is a juggle. And you do describe it very well, Eddie. Describe is a word. Do you think wine, complain, (laughs) is my unique take on trail running? (laughs) (laughs) Must be more positive. Must be more positive. It's great for the podcast if you leave a review. We're negotiating deals at the moment in the background. We're having to go to heavy board meetings, aren't we? Would you say I was the CEO and you're like the sort of like note taker in those meetings, Gary? Or is it? I take the minutes, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're good though you switch it on you switch on the hard the hard sell so great great for the podcast if you can head over to apple podcast and leave us a review there's a very good chance we've got quite a few if you've left one we if you've left one many many thanks kind listener they're all there we will read them out but we don't read too many because otherwise 
Gary's head go. <laughs> Apologies, no, there must be time from time to time we do miss a review. And there's none that we're like leaving because we think they're a particularly dull review. It just might slip by us. My goodness me, our intention is to read every review out. So yeah, if we missed yeah, it, how bad. Yeah, apologies. Your bad. Gary's bad. Nothing My bad, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh my goodness, we're rattling by it, eh? We've got another that's busy day today. That's because, that's, uh, that's, I'm going to tell you why now, isn't it, really? Because. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to, I literally, my roundup for the for what the week that has just gone. Yeah, not very eventful. Hopefully I've got a bit more to share. But yeah, what have you got coming up? I've got a child just passing by. This is a school day. I have a child just passing by with an egg and bacon sandwich. That sort of sums up my last few days. Sadly, I've had a very, very ill older child. There's bugs going around. There's bugs and flus going around and they love to super spread them as kids do. And so one took it has taken it hard. So my week has had a bit of a slow start. Normally, I would just leave the child <laughs> and still go out and <laughs> There's the Netflix remote and some squash and get on with it. But he was so ill, poor thing, that I couldn't even do that. So we've had a very quiet few days. But actually, Gary, I feel so much better for it. For a couple of days, I've just done yoga. I've done strength. I went to the chiropractor. I went to the chiropractor. I've talked about my Australian chiropractor before. Yeah. He is... Um, he is... Uh, he got me on the side. Have you ever been to a chiropractor, Gary? Have you ever no, I a... just thought it was all... He gets me on the side and then like lifts the leg over and then puts his weight through. And the first time he did it, he actually couldn't move my... He was like... <gasps> and then they went, so he went again. <gasps> I should, I oh, should try God. it out. Oh, my God. It The process that he like pushes and you click and stuff, you do go... <gasps> And then it, oh, it feels so good. So it's quite good to have a couple of easy days around that. And he he's like lifts my legs up and goes, so we're just going to see the hamstring. So your hamstring, can you stretch? No, can you? Oh, that is as far as it goes. I'm like, yep, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> but he's brilliant. He's really good. So he'd done a little bit of work on me. So it's good to have a quite a few days. I was able, I'm able to <laughs> feel so, I just feel so much better. Um moving around and um and giving me a bit of time to start the planning because that weighs a little bit on the back of my mind that I'm like need to spend time on this route and looking and working out for you kit and everything so much admin to be done so good to hear that child child is feeling better so hopefully we'll be back at school but actually it's been good to have a couple of days where I've been a little bit housebound done some I've done some token bathroom cleaning as well they're dusting Investing. <laughs> Not too much of that. I don't want to say these big races. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't <laughs> these big races. The mental admin to get you ready for the start line. It's absolutely bonkers. I remember. I wasn't really thinking about Dragon's Back race. I was obsessed with Lakeland Hundred, and that was a quite a good release. Uh, because if I just had to fully focus on Dragon's Back race all year, I think I would have sent myself over the edge. But um, yo, wow. Do not underestimate that load. I think sometimes if you do like say park runs and 10Ks, your running mental load would be so pleasant compared to these big ultras where you need to have a kit list, basically. I suppose park run, you need to remember your barcode. I imagine that catches people out every week. But oh, wow. Yeah, do not underestimate the toll of a 100 mile or 50 mile, anything where you've got to have kit list. Oosh. So yeah, it's good. 
kit, starting laying stuff out, starting panic buying battery packs, getting to that stage of the training. Um, and we'll get back to some running. I'm thinking about swapping my long run actually for um, a long hike on Thursday. It's a beautiful day. And I actually haven't done a, compared to the spine, obviously it's going to be a lot more, there was a lot more hiking in the spine than there is in this, but I haven't done that much walking apart from dog walking. So I'm thinking I might uh switch it up and work on my layers for like what would I wear for walking and enjoy a day I'd feel like that and I always like I like to be organic I like to play you know what I feel like so I think I might just go up in the hills I haven't been out just like do it. <laughs> should I just do it even though perhaps it's not you know what I should be doing I just spend the day out in the hills with a flask I just love that I just feel like I need that especially especially if you know if you've been the parent that's been housebound with a sick child it, it, you've lost a lot of sleep because you've been woken up multiple times and you just feel like oh, I just need to get out but perhaps energy and everything isn't up as high as it should be so that's my kind of plan this week and um, slowly yeah turning turning the dial down what is it sort of training dial up and hopefully the energy dial will yes. come up as well so yeah my hrv fine oh two things yeah so my hrv did finally tank gary it did actually it was exactly right the minute i was like i'm done i'm really tired now it went plummeted so it's come back up but it's still quite low at the moment um, the other thing i've done gary listeners prepare yourself this is huge news and I apologize. I've cut down on my tea drinking. Oh, <laughs> this is after your precision fuel nitration call, isn't it? <laughs> I thought I've got to cut down. So I literally have my two cups of tea in the morning. That's never going, Gary. I cannot, I cannot do the school run on without my two cups of tea. And then I have one more, which I've just had talking to you. Then I went cold turkey and now PG gone. tips are going to have a crisis shareholder meeting. Okay. Then I've gone decaffeinated for the because I've got to have an afternoon cup of tea and then that's it. Well, what's the point of a decaffeinated one? This has not got caffeine in it yet. Yeah, yeah, but does it does it do? So I suppose you've got that whole kind of ritual thing again. I mean, you have a cup of tea. Fair enough. I can't have a, there's no joy in life without a sort of three o'clock cup of tea. Uh, so uh, the first couple of days, I'm a bit disappointed by this because I oh. thought I could just drink enough. As, as much tea as I wanted, but now it's like, oh goodness me, that's going to trigger me the same as coffee did if I drink too much of it. You know, instantly, instantly, I've gone to bed. I've gone straight to sleep. I've slept. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have slept so much better. I feel better in the afternoon. Oh dear, people, I'm so sorry about this. Is this is triggering you? And you're thinking, uh, I need to. I'm going to try the same thing, but. It's a commitment to my race. I want that caffeine to hit and I want it to hit hard. So I'm still going to cut down a little bit more. I'm going to try and just have like three cups of tea a day. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> and then when you give me that caffeine overnight, you'll see my dog. Yeah. Like a power-up or Mario or something. <laughs> <laughs> see if it works. Got to see if it works, see if it actually makes any difference. And if it True. doesn't, then I'm going straight back on my 10 cups a day. The problem is with all this, it's not a problem with this, but you only ever really, what would be ideal if you could do this and then test it when you weren't actually doing a race? I, I wouldn't be able to do it if I wasn't doing a race because I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. anyway, it's really interesting that the sleep has been so much better and that um, generally felt more rested having, because, you know, I'd have a cup of tea before I went to bed. Yeah, that's crazy. 
That's wild. crazy talk, isn't it? So, um, and I've always said, it doesn't make any difference to me, but maybe it does. So I'll try. I'll see. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm doing this for yeah. you, listeners, for you, Gary, to see if it makes any difference. And if not, I'll get back on the 10 cups a day. What about you? Oh, you're going on your holidays. Yeah, we've got a weekend. It's a, Well, it's not a long weekend away. It's got Friday coming back Sunday. But yeah, we'll talk about that a bit. Workout-wise, I'm not actually wrote these down, so hopefully I can remember what I'm supposed oh to be doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> The 15 times one minute. That's I love Are we going to do anything different apart from that? Well, see what happens is, before you be too judgy, um, now my other workout, I've gone up to my eight times three minutes. So yeah, the that part of the week stays Where's the same. Eight by three minutes. I don't know. It's just something I've pulled off the internet somewhere. It's this pre-marathon training <laughs> plan. <laughs> Literally Google is my Google and a bit of you and a bit of you with the coaches. That's how I kind of structure all my uh, training. So yeah, it's, I think it's eight times three minutes. I might do that on the treadmill because I get a bit of elevation if I, if I do that. And yeah, my 15 times one minute, but there's going to come a point where I have to move away from that 15 times one minute. I've done some strides already and I've been to the gym already this week. So that is a good start. Hopefully it will be a miracle if I get, because going away on Friday, if I get another two strength sessions in, I'll be super lucky. If I just do the one at home, my core session, I do at home with a bit of back work. That will be fine. But yes, off to Farnside Farm Cottages on Friday. Can't wait. This is where I need to be really motivated because for me not to intrude too much on everybody's weekend, I need to get up super early to do my runs. I've got a couple of runs. Luckily where it is, my goodness me, people want a weekend away. So it's right at the bottom of Clough Head. So you've got that whole Helvellyn range at your disposal. You've got Thirlmere over the road. So that's my plan, basically. One day I've got a nice little route. There's about four Wainwrights, which I've not visited. So the plan is one morning to go over the road, run Thirlmere and up and do a few Wainwrights. And then the next day, up Cliff, up Cliff Head and a bit of Bob Graham round territory. That is the plan. But it's going to, it's been quite a while, actually. So I think I can stumble my way across uh, through that. But it's going to be dark because... Well, it'd be a bit, uh, no, it'd be darker over there because that's on the West Coast. So seven o'clock in the morning, it's kind of sun up around here where you don't really need your head torch anymore. So yeah, I'm not going to be going to see much, but hopefully, you know, Esme and George, George is quite upbeat about going, but Esme dips in and out of, uh, it's taken away from her her time basically. But she said she'd like to do a bit of star- stargazing. So if we get lucky and get a clear night, just one night, that would be good. Just so Esme can... Um, appreciate because basically she's too busy you know top typical teenager wants to do her own things so she's not so keen <laughs> she's not so keen about going but i'm super looking forward to it i hope we get a clear night to do a bit of scar scar star gazing i'm going to take my drones my gopro everything's coming with me so hopefully yeah we get some we get some good footage maybe if i get my finger out i've got a new silver head torch a trail runner free to hybrid gonna do a an unboxing video. I've never done one of those unboxing videos. Oh, so do that. I... <laughs> You're soon going to do what I eat in a day, aren't you? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Coming, coming very soon. Join me. Join me. Pink jammies. <laughs> no, you know, my goodness on. <laughs> If anybody ever asked, but I don't think anyone would be that interested. But yeah, I think these unboxing videos are quite good because 
you just you know what you're going to get in the box in there. Maybe a few initial thoughts, and then a few weeks' time when I've actually run around with it for a bit, I will do a proper review. I'm going to start thinking about this why we run challenge. So I've been bullied into doing it, like I said. But yeah, Eddie and I are going to both do something on the third of December. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I think it's just out of me. I'm going to do something. But if I'm not going to set up a just, just Giving page or anything like that. I'll pop the Just Giving details in the show notes to why we run. So yeah, if you would like to support that, that would be awesome. Other than that, that's about it. Hopefully I get some of those workouts done. I'm going to get some elevation at least, which would be nice. Going up Clough Head. It's literally... So you... <laughs> it's literally erect and jacked, isn't it? From the doorway. <laughs> yeah, it's straight, straight up Clough Head. And once you're up, anyone who knows um, Section 2 of the Leg 2 of the Bob Graham Round, once you are up, you do climb again if you're going up to uh, Great Dodd, but it's not like... A say, a, it's a lovely long... Yes. Well, Leg really? 1 is like up, not- down up, down, up, down, leg one is pretty unforgiving, but leg two is a bit more forgiving. Once you've climbed, yeah, super excited about that. And that hopefully is my week. Double kudos for tuning in and thanks to Precision Fuel and Hydration for sponsoring this week. Sure, 100% worth popping over to there. Loads of knowledge. They've got like a knowledge hub, case studies. And yeah, don't forget you can book your free 20-minute chat with the sports scientists. Thanks to our partners and patrons too. We couldn't do this without you and your ongoing support. Be kind to future self. Breathe and believe. Any more mantras we can throw in? <laughs> and don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and give us a share. Progress, not perfection. That's one of my new ones. Progress, perfection. That's it. Time to head home, guys. Eat your last bit of fuel. Hunker down for that last mile. Start picturing that warm cuppa and hot shower. Whenever I'm on a long run, I don't let myself like, no, 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 no. You can't think about nice stuff until you start that like final 15 minutes of that long run. You are all awesome. We hope you all have the best of weekends. Best of luck of your racing, long ones, wild wees, whatever you're doing. Keep sharing those pics. And why not spend that time listening to the UK's number one trail running podcast. Warm yourself up with your favorite, maybe decaf brew join me on this caffeine journey my name is eddie sutton and i'm gary thwitz and that was episode 48 of tea and trails <laughs> <laughs>